welcome to another episode of a talk of opportunity with me once again i have andrew hi and you get to listen to my beautiful voice this is jose by the way with his brand new mic oh yeah i hope it sounds good it doesn't wow what a waste (laughs) (laughs) all right andrew today we're talking about rangers uh no i don't want to So, today we are talking about Rangers. <sighs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, I'm, only, I'm only doing this because the court system said I had to do it. <laughs> listen, listen, last time we put it in 13th place, okay? Last place, we have to at least say why. They're counting it as public services. So, we were <laughs> picking up garbage by the highway. Yeah, exactly. Either way, I'm still dealing with trash, so... <laughs> Uh, well, but before we get that, to uh, help us get uh, through this specific episode, yeah, um, are you drinking any beers today, or did you forget? Oh no, I did not forget this time. All right, what you got? Here, hold on, wait. I'm gonna. Did you catch that? That was a Miller Light. Wrong again. <laughs> I am having a New Belgium Fat Tire Amber Ale. Oh, those are good. I like those. Ooh. It's been a long time since I had one. So. Yeah. And uh, just for our listeners, a little behind the scenes, we are actually recording three episodes today. And we're going to drink three beers. So I might get funky by the end. <laughs> okay. Jose will be drinking three beers. <laughs> no, drink- you're also drinking three. <laughs> Fine. All right. It's your, tr- <laughs> it's your turn to guess. Are you ready? Okay. Pay attention. It's just the sound of a bottle cap, but uh, okay, hold on. <clears throat> can you give actually? Can you give me another hint? Can I call okay. him a friend? Yeah, yeah. yeah call I'm your gonna, friend. I'm gonna call Kristen. Hey, what what beer is Jose <laughs> drinking right now? <laughs> um, it is. It is a porter. That doesn't help me at all. I'm sorry. I don't know any porters. I'm actually not. I'm I'm not a porter guy. Uh, okay, well, it's a vanilla porter from uh, Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge from Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Oh, hold on, let me look that up because it actually sounds really familiar. The name Breckenridge sounds familiar. Rusted malts with notes of vanilla. See, I'm not. I'm not a big. Um, I'm not a big dark beer guy. I'm more of a. Oh, dark... dude, I love me the darker the better. I think the darker <laughs> ones I've had, it's a. Uh, Mm, I have seen this. I, I, and, I just got the uh, logo for it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, is it called Engine Oil? Is that what it was called? Dude, that beer was so, so thick. It's so dark. It's like somebody didn't change the oil in the car for like three years. Hold it on. tasted delicious. Was it actually called Engine Oil? Mm. Old Engine Oil? I think so, yeah. Here, I'm going to send you... I'm going to... Uh, See if I can. Hold on. I'm I'm gonna send you a picture of the bottle, and you tell me if it's the right thing or not. Which one? The one I'm drinking right now? No, the old engine oil. No, because yes, yeah, no, that, that's what it, that's what it was. I had that one. Okay, yeah, because the vanilla porter, I have seen that one around. Yeah, 
Yeah, the vanilla porter you can get it at your uh, your favorite Publix. Yeah, actually, what's it? We had a because uh, we went to the food and wine festival this uh, past weekend, and we had a toasted lager by Blue Point. I think that was the name of it. Toasted. Toasted. Yeah, it was a toasted lager. You can actually taste it, but it didn't like it wasn't like overwhelmingly toasted. Like it was just enough. And Teresa's like, oh, man, it's really good. Where are we going to find that? I'm like, I bet you five bucks we can find that out of Publix. Because Publix has, like, a surprisingly good selection of beer. Yeah, it's actually pretty decent. I found some. Well, actually, all the ones I'm drinking for the next six episodes, I built myself. <laughs> it was the, the pick, a, <laughs> pick, pick a six or whatever. Build your oh, own yeah. Six pack. Build your own six pack. <laughs> yeah. I love that. But sometimes, depending on where you go, it could be so expensive. Yeah, because each beer is priced individually. Like, it's, you're not really saving anything. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, there, was, there was one place where it's like, if you build a six-pack, it's flat rate 10 bucks. What? Yeah, it, this is this is like a, like a Winn-Dixie or something like that. So it wasn't like a beer place. Definitely not a Publix. <laughs> yeah, no. But if, but yeah, no, if I, if I went to like my local uh, liquor store down the road that has like good beer, I'd be walking out of there with like, a, like at least 20 bucks for a six-pack. <laughs> worth it <laughs> every penny <laughs> all right so i know we're a bunch of drunks but we got to talk about this and now we're trying to avoid it no i think we can talk about beer some more no this <laughs> <laughs> happened andrew but, okay. but i want i want to talk about milk stats actually actually hold on i'm sorry just to bring it back that being <laughs> no hold on hold on I, I i just want to add a little addendum have you ever had a breakfast stout before I don't think I've had a breakfast stout. Founders makes a really good breakfast stout. I think it's literally just called breakfast stout. And it's you're supposed to have it with your breakfast. It's really <laughs> it's 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 sweet, kind of creamy, but not overly so. It's actually really good. For but, some reason, for some reason, it tastes really appropriate if you have it in a coffee cup. Well, you're drinking it during breakfast. Yeah. How much of a yeah. drunk do you have to be? Well, I mean. It, you know, <laughs> it's not like I haven't had a beer at breakfast before. You, you know, I, I haven't. Really? I've had. Yeah. I've, I've had. I've. I mean, I'm not gonna say I have it every fucking morning, but like I, I've had like a beer at breakfast before. You know. Wow, well, I'm gonna have to try that one day with my yeah. cereal. Yeah, I mean that's that that's for me. That's when I would have like a dark beer. It's like you well, know, it's it's nice and cold outside, so a porter is pretty um pretty good yeah okay that, that right. is good okay. we, we can't we can't we can't keep talking about beers andrew i mean we can no we can't this is that's not what this show is about come on come on okay so i i i, I went through the ranger it's it's not as bad as we make it sound no the the ranger the the player's handbook ranger it's not like i said it's not bad it's just Wizards of the Coast kind of realized, oh, we could have just tweaked a couple of things and made it a lot better, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Okay, so uh, we are actually talking about, we're going to do a couple of miniseries uh, for each class. We're going to go over them and their subclass. Mm-hmm. So the next few episodes, if we stick to the plan, it'll be a weekly release, so you guys get to listen to us ramble about certain classes. Once a week, instead of having to wait and sit on your hands every other week. I know you'll be waiting. <laughs> you all be waiting for our episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what people do. This is this is about quantity, not quality. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we gotta flood the market. 
Exactly. It helps with our SEO. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So, okay. So the Ranger. Let's do this. Let's let's let's. <sighs> Let me open my player's handbook and go over it. Yeah, here. <clears throat> and since I've run over subclasses, let me go. Let me go blow the dust off my Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Here, hold on a second. <sighs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been so long since I've opened this thing up. Yeah, because that's, that's my it's fault. Mainly, it's mainly it's mainly for subclasses. Yeah, it's your fault. No, it really is because like. Because whenever I make a character, it's almost always just for the PHB, and I'm like, ah, shit, there's a better set right. class than Xanathar's. Yeah, I, I actually, I was actually pretty surprised as I was going through them, because I'm like, man, how did, I, how did I forget about these? Especially for the Druid. Anyways, so we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. So. Rangers. The Ranger. It is a dexterity-based class, and it's Dex- followed by Wisdom. A dexterity-based wisdom spellcasting class. Yes. Now, the ranger, for those who, who aren't in the know, the ranger is the hunter, the stalker of prey, the one who doesn't quite worship nature, but respects it and like has, right, right. has gained a little bit of magic from nature and stuff like that. Right. This is essentially... Well, I was going to say, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is actually a pretty good balance between melee and spellcasting. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I was going to say melee and ranged weapon. I mean, their spellcasting is fine. Like, it helps, but it's not like their main juice, you know? Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, because I, I was going through it and, like, the main thing is, because <clears throat> we uh, disclaimer, we're going through the uh, player's handbook, not the revised version in the on Earth Arcana. I so, do think I do think we should touch on the revised version, though. That that'll be a, a separate episode. <laughs> okay, <laughs> another episode that's never coming, like the uh, maps <laughs> episode. God, why are they gonna do that fucking maps episode? Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so, so the main the main ability uh, for Ranger is their um, favorite enemy. That's like, well, favorite enemy and favorite terrain. Really, <laughs> that's like their main thing, right? That they, that's what dictates everything else and all the other subclasses. Yeah, I would say I would definitely say favorite enemy is probably it's probably like a sixty forty split with favorite enemy being the better. I mean, the more likely of the two. Right. Because <laughs> um, then you have Natural Explorer, and then you have to pick your terrain, which essentially makes you. It makes every it, it makes your favorite terrain your home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not difficult. Like any difficult terrain that would slow down anybody else doesn't slow you down. You know, you cannot get lost. Like all that kind of. Stuff. Yeah, and this is and this is one of the things like a ranger, the the Natural Explorer aspect of a ranger class. It's it's not very niche, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, like certain parts of this never came up in a campaign. Yeah, and that's and we go we already talked about this a little bit, but that's the main problem with the uh, player's handbook because the adventure may start in the jungle, and that might be your favorite terrain. With uh, I'm not I don't know I'm gonna pull something Juanti, uh, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and that's your favorite enemy. But then halfway through it, turns out that you end up in the city. Right. Wah, wah. 
Right. Yeah. So it could be something that's like you start out with a favorite enemy being monstrosities, <laughs> which I imagine you want to use probably considered a monstrosity. Right. Right. But your but your big bad evil guy is a undead or fae. So you're just like. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I mean, it's it, it's one of the things like you do get a certain amount of the spotlight. You're just probably not going to get as much as like the the I don't want to say better classes, but some of the more accessible classes are going to have. Definitely. Um, the the ranger it's one of those things that's like just just kind of prepare to be in the background you know like yeah. this is this is like this i would say this is the weirdest thing this is probably a support fighting class <laughs> it could you be know? yeah well, you know unless you start getting into the sanathar's uh, stuff Sure. Right. Well, I'm, I'm I'm talking about just just <laughs> flat out, just from what I'm seeing, without going into the um, uh, subclasses. Right. You know? And then, so. of of course, you know, m- most people think of, of rangers as you know, using the bow and arrow, but did you get the same fighting styles as a fighter? So you can pick mm-hmm. from archery, defense, dual, and two weapon fighting. And and it even says in the player's handbook, if you want to focus on two weapon fighting, you might want to make your strength score higher than your dexterity. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, however, in a in a perfect party, which that means one, it to me a perfect party is there's one of every class. And <clears throat> a perfect party, the ranger would be the dude that is in the back, like like uh, shooting enemies and stuff like that, and probably using his spells to to help with like they're the artillery. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And then you have somebody in the front, kind of like stabbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, and then so let's go down. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the abilities that they get because they have. We'll go into the archetypes in a little bit, but they have uh, uh, primal awareness, uh, which essentially uh, helps you. Uh, you spend a spell slot, and then you are aware of certain creatures around you. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember the specifics, but it's for like, it's for like one minute, <clears throat> and it's kind of like um, detect undead or whatever that spell is called. Uh, but you call you call you call the creature and then you can see it like you you know where it's at you can hear it and you're you're aware of their uh, approximate location. Right, it's you are aware of a certain type of creature, which is up to you. It's aberration, celestial, dragons, elementals, spades, humans, or undead, yeah. and you can detect if they're within one mile of you or if you're within your favorite terrain within six miles of you. Yeah, which is which. I mean, again, it's pretty cool, especially if you're like traveling with your team uh, with your group. Right. And uh, you're the one in charge of keeping everybody safe. And you're like, have you seen Attack on Titan? I, I, I haven't, but I no. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, there's a there's a part in Attack on Titan that um, there is the scouts and they go outside of the wall. You know the you know the premise of Attack on Titan. There's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big colossus and they're attacking. Um, yeah. The Rangers are another Rangers. The scouts are, are in charge of going outside of the wall where it's dangerous, where all the uh, Titans are, and they get to. Uh, explore and try to find out, like, you know, things, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, with, without giving in too many spoilers. But there was a, a, a specific episode where they had this, uh, they, they show how they move outside of the, because essentially the outside of the wall is the whole world. And essentially it's like they split, they, they split the, um, the group. There's a bunch of, like, carriers, it, it was, um, carriages. It wasn't just, like, five guys in a horse. It was, like, a whole freaking battalion. Um, into a huge circular um, formation. And then whenever uh, Titan will show up on like the right flank, they will shoot up a smoke grenade of a certain color. 
So if it was green, it was good to go in that direction. If it was red, it's because they were getting attacked. And that's kind of like what I see a ranger do. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're within the party, traveling through the jungle, and then they sense like, oh shit, I hear you know a T Rex approaching this way. Let's 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 steer, let's steer left, you know, or let's turn the opposite right, direction. Right. And I feel like that's that's where the flavor is for the ranger. And I did this a lot during Tomb of Annihilation, and it worked. Like it was that was a fun part for the ranger in Tomb of Annihilation. After that, it was just trying to keep their companion uh, alive. Well. <laughs> Yeah, that's on because while while you were while you were talking about that, I was actually further reading. The you weren't part. listening. Is that what you're saying? <sighs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you caught me. I don't know what to say. No. Um, no. No. I, I I was paying attention to what you were saying, but as as you were saying that, I was also reading the primeval awareness. And the one thing I don't like is that it says this feature does not reveal the creature's locations or number, which right. to which to me that could be like a DM sort of ruling to where it's like, okay, does, is this going to be a radar or is this going to be like a yes or no question kind of thing? Like I'm going to use mm. a spell. I'm going to use a spell slot to detect rich dragons within six miles of me. Yes. Where? I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. And, and that's kind of like, again, with the whole PHB ranger, I feel like if your players do on the PHB, the player's handbook, you know, just I will, I will treat it a little bit more like here you go. You're you're a little cooler than what the book says. Right. I that's one of those things that like I it could have been like, you know, which cardinal direction they're in, like north, south, east, west kind of a thing. Just just a little something like not to completely break it. So you can yeah. zone in on that enemy, but right. just be like, OK, there's a dragon to the north. Right. And so we don't need to go there or something <laughs> like that, you know. Right. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was imagining. <laughs> Um, it is, it is, however, kind of tempered by the fact that the creatures that you can look for, quote unquote, with your primeval awareness are not very common. It's aberrations, celestial dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, and undead. So, mm-hmm. you know, it could be something that's like, oh, is there monstrosities within six miles of me? Yes, of course there is. It's dungeons and dragons. It's <laughs> a monstrosity everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it can be, it, it can be, it can be really helpful. If your DM, it depends on your DM, because if your DM runs, runs it as rules as written, I wouldn't bother with it. Yeah, that, that's definitely one of those things that it's, I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. Uh, besides the, the standard ability score improvements and extra attack. Uh, oh. You can, Oh, by the way, hold on. I just want to add a little caveat because I was looking at the UA Ranger. I know you. I know you said we were going to talk about this in another wow. show. Wow. Hold on. Hold on. The, the UA uh, Primeval Awareness. It does say that you. The feature reveals which are your favorite enemies or presence, their number, and creatures' general directions and distance from miles to you. Oh, so they fixed oh, it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's essentially a radar instead of like there a yes go. or no question, which is how so, it should have been. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Exactly what we did. Which is why people need to use we, the UA Ranger. <laughs> that's why so people should listen to us because we that's sort of so kind of maybe know what we're talking about. It's so much better. It is infinitely better than the PHB Ranger. So, yeah. Oh, well. Um, the next one is Landstride. And mm. for this one, I always remember uh, the, the first thing that comes to mind is that scene in the Lord of the Rings where Legolas is like, everybody's like struggling through the snow and Legolas is just kind of like 
walking on top of it. Right. Yeah. This is one of those things. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Well, this is one of those things. It's like I can I can honestly see this would have been super useful in that fight that you guys had with the vine blights yeah. on Yesterhill, where it's like, oh, they entangle you. Like <laughs> the Rangers, like, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the also here's the other thing. Why why do you get this one at eighth level? Yeah, that does seem kind of well. I mean. It also says non-magical difficult terrain costs you no extra movement, which that in of itself is pretty handy. Exactly. I mean, I'm just saying saying for a ranger, you should be able to move through the jungle or whatever forest or desert, whatever your terrain is. Well, well, because it takes so long to get to eighth level, you know? Being a ranger, you may die before you get to eighth level. (laughs) It takes so long to get to eighth level if we're using the Wizards of the Coast campaigns because a lot of them cap out at ten. However, however, it could be one of the things where your DM's like, "Yeah, here, take a level." No, no, take a level. No, no, take another level. (laughs) You know, so it's one of those things. It's like I can see this being more useful in a in a situation where. The DM wants you to get to like fifteenth or twentieth level, kind of a deal. But yeah, yeah. no, you're you're right. In a, in a in a standard campaign that Wizards of the Coast is going to have, you're you're probably not going to use this as much as you would like. Right. The yeah. Well, you know. But it, it, to be fair, that's kind of like the 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 last lame one, right? But then you get I because I, we never get past like level eleven like ever. But you know, I kept reading. You get hide in plain sight and then vanish at level yeah. 10 and, and 14. Hide in plain sight is essentially free use of pass without trace. Yeah, you make a ghillie suit. And then you just you just fucking hide and move around like a freaking sniper. Yeah, which is which which again I think helps with the idea that the ranger is supposed to be the supporting melee class. But a 10th yeah. level Tenth uh, level's not that. I mean, I mean, think about it. Tenth level, at tenth level, you, you get a plus ten to your de- to your stealth checks. Yeah, I got. I mean that. I yeah, I I I could see that being sort of like, because I mean, because I mean, think about it. And and like the grand scope of things, tenth level is only halfway to max level. So like, this is at that time where like the ranger has like found his stride. No pun intended. The uh-huh. ranger has like found his stride. So he's like knows how to uh, easily camouflage himself and stuff like that. And, you know, so I, right. I, I, in the grand scope of things, I can see this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty badass. Same with vanish. I mean, you freaking just, just use your hide action as a bonus. Action. Also, you can't be tracked by non-magical means unless you choose to leave a trail. That's pretty yeah. handy. Yeah. So, that's badass. But, but there and again, at 14th level, you're going to be, you should be going up against people that have like divination magic and stuff. That's like true. That. So it's one of those things like it's great, but eh, is it ever going to really come up? And then at 18th level, you get feral senses. So when you attack, you, you, you essentially you can you can sense invisible creatures around, and you you now, get no disadvantage when attacking. Them. Now that is handy. That is badass. <laughs> that, no, that's super handy because that's something that's the creatures at. at Creatures that you're fighting at 18th level should have game-changing things like that, where it's like, yeah, I can mm-hmm. just cast invisibility whenever I want to. So that actually really 
you know, especially if if we're going to do like the like the beholder thing that you said before. Yeah. If, if you're going to do the thing where you shoot an arrow and that arrow sticks into the to the creature, oh, now I know where it's at. That ranger could essentially in one round just disable that dude's invisibility. Yeah, exactly. With his with his feral senses, so or hers. Sorry, I know I've been wow. saying he a lot. I know. Andrew, are you a sexist? Attack of opportunity is misogynist. I apologize. <laughs> I promise I will be more woke in the future. Equal, equal, equal gender opportunity guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I will start. I will start referring to him, referring referring to Rangers as they. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the last the last thing they get is full Slayer, which essentially just makes you favorite enemy your ultra favorite enemy because you add your wisdom modifier to your attack rolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> take them down I mean, even easier. Which I mean, at this point your wisdom should be pretty good because the, the, the ranger spells, I mean, granted they're not phenomenal, but they're, they're, you know, they're pretty handy. So there, there shouldn't be a reason why you aren't using your ranger spells. Yes. Um, I mean, they have, but Hail of Thorns, Hail of Thorns is my personal favorite, along with Hunter's Mark, which again, Hunter's Mark is like required. Hunter's Mark plus your favorite enemy plus Foe Slayer, you should be able to take down some monsters in one hit. Or Lightning Arrow. Lightning Arrow is oh, really I good. I forgot about Lightning Arrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Lightning Arrow was really fun. I remember Teresa used that one time. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, no, there is. I mean, there's, there's plenty of things to work with. You know, and and I think what people hate the most about the hunt, the rangers is going to come. It's going to become very clear when we go through the uh, through the archetypes, because the first archetype is not that bad. It's actually kind of fun. The hunter, the hunter, arc, the hunter archetype, I think, in terms of just in the player's handbook, the hunter archetype is far better than the Beastmaster. One hundred percent. Yeah, because I was rereading the Beastmasters. And I'm like, holy crap, I understand. I finally see why the hate is so hard. Yeah, the, because because when you read it, it sounds cool. Again, I, I know I said this before, but like it sounds really cool. But then you you read the mechanics, and it's just like, why bother? Yeah, it it, it definitely falls apart when you start to read the base master. But yeah. anyways, let's get into the hunters. The hunter. Yeah. Now this is this is this is the stereotypical like you know, stalking your prey through the bush, you know, yeah. have like have like the arrow and the and the face paint on kind of a deal. Let's read let's read the the the, the intro the intro paragraph. Anyways, so the first thing at third level, hunter's prey. Well this is one of the things is like the the hunter this the hunter archetype is probably the closest it's like the path of the totem. Uh, barbarian where it's like every at at whatever level you pick one of these following features and it gives you a, a list right yeah. in fact i can i can appreciate because yeah. uh the hunter spread third level you get to pick colossus slayer giant killer or horde break let's see so colossus, colossus slayer is essentially uh when you hit when you when you hit uh, a creature you you make a 1d8 extra damage if the creature is below its maximum hit points which it's gonna always almost always be. Right. So essentially it doesn't apply on your first hit if you're if you're the first one in uh in 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 initiative. But what are the chances of that? 
Well, it says it says when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, it takes one d extra damage below its hit point maximum. You can deal this extra damage only once per turn. So if you're a fifth level and you have that extra attack, that mm-hmm. first one, that first one, even if it's one hit point, that's fine because now it's below its hit point maximum. Right. So in that second one, if you crit, <laughs> you know oh, that's man. yeah. The the second one's going to be like getting them right in the eye or something like that. Um, yeah. The Colossus Slayer is really good. The Giant Killer is interesting, but it's, I I don't see that being used a lot. Storm King's Storm King's Thunder. That's what that's all I can say. <laughs> if you're playing Storm yeah. King's Thunder, yeah, go for Giant Slayer. I mean, Giant Killer. Well, that's one of those things where it's like large or larger creatures. So it's hmm. unless you're playing unless you're playing like a gnome or something. That no 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 because it says large or larger, which means that it has to say uh, okay. yeah it has to it. Say under the stat sheet that yeah like a hook horror is a large monstrosity, hippogriffs are large monstrosities. I mean, I could see this being, I could see this being more useful if the DM is willing to like, yeah yeah this is a large you know like kind of give out that information. Mm. Um, there's actually a lot of large things in the uh, Monster Manual. Yeah, no, I can totally see this being useful. Yeah, Never no, that, that, I, I mean, out of these three, I think all, all three of them are pretty pretty useful, because the next one is Horde Breaker, which essentially, I just imagine the ranger just jump in the middle of, like, uh, a cluster of enemies and just starts, like, whacking out of them. Yeah, Horde, yeah. Breaker, Horde Breaker is essentially uh, an extra attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's super u- This is This is super useful for the the sword using rangers instead of the bow using rangers yes yes for sure or um, or, or if you're a bow using ranger and you have the ar- archery feet the one that doesn't give you disadvantage at five feet right yeah oh um yeah no i, would, I wouldn't pick a horde breaker if you're our uh just archery uh, but then after that, at level seven, you get defensive tactics, which escape the horde is useful. What? That one. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said horde breaker. I'm like, wait, that's not. Yeah, no, escape the horde is very, very useful. Yeah, because that that's you, if you just like you're in a situation where you are at point A, there's a fight happening at point B, and you need to get the point C to grab the magical item before the room collapses. You can just okay, just bob and weave through the crowd you know yeah. that way you can grab you know the item at point c right then um, multi-attack defense multi-attack defense is more useful than i think most people give it credit for yeah um because it's one of the things where a lot a lot of enemies at level seven are going to have multi-attack yes we have learned that <laughs> at Concursus Strat. <laughs> now, the steel will. I don't know about that. It's very. Yeah, no, I. I, I how many times do you get frightened? And even then, if it, isn't it frightening, uh, frightened a saving throw, like a wisdom saving throw? Yeah. Isn't wisdom like the most common saving throw that everybody has? Wisdom is. It's not the most common saving throw that. Plot, uh, <laughs> Uh, sorry, that classes have it's the most common saving throw. Like there is, like most spells have, like a, like right. I think something like seventy five percent of spells have like a wisdom saving throw or something like that. 
Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, the ranger starts with strength and dexterity, but I'm pretty sure if you pick the right background, you get wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're not missing too much there. I wouldn't really bother with that one. But multi, yeah. mul- multi-attack defense and escape the horde are pretty, uh, pretty useful, in my opinion. I mean, I can see this being useful for, like, a very certain situation, and it might come out, like, in a bit of a clutch, but if, if I honestly had to pick, I would probably go with escape the horde, honestly. So, huh? Oh, yeah. I I think escape the horde could be more useful through the whole adventure. Multi attack defense may be useful after. Oh well, you get this at level seven. So at that time, you're already getting, you're pretty much getting multi attack by a bunch of enemies. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. multi attack. I mean, <laughs> it depends because because there are some enemies that they just have one single attack, and and then there are some enemies where it. Um, like I can see multi-attack defense being really useful, like in a boss fight scenario. Yeah, like that—that's where it would really come in handy. I'll, I'll still—I think I'll—I'll I'll stick multi-attack. I'm not a runner, even though my oh. character in Death Stranding, in Death Stranding, in Ghost of Strahd, it's uh, proving otherwise. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at running and hiding. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> he has proficiency and 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 cowardice. <laughs> But it's yeah, a very no. useful skill, okay? It yeah, kept no. me alive. Steel, steel will? Nah, I'm, I, I can leave that. That's, that's Yeah, I can respect that. But then you get a multi-attack at 11th level, mm-hmm. which, once again, pretty cool. You, you essentially get one for range and one for, uh, one for um, what's it called? The close range. Yeah. So vo- volley is... Essentially, you can attack a bunch of enemies that are within 10 feet of a point that you can see. Which yeah, and that's, useful. and that's one of those things where it's like, what's it? You can use your action to make a range attack against any number of creatures within 10 feet of a point you see within your weapon's range. Okay. <laughs> you must have ammunition for each target as normal. You, you must make a, sec- a separate attack roll for each character. So if you are within 10 feet of a horde of characters, you can attack every single one of them. And, and well, if, so if, if, I, if, if you're, if you're a, a bunch, if not if you're in, within the 10 feet, is is if the creatures are all within 10 feet. Yeah, that, sorry, that's what I meant. So it's yeah. like, so it's, you are, you're fighting a band of gnolls, which, yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fighting a band of gnolls and they are 30 feet from you. Okay, you walk up 20 feet and you just, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, this is essentially, this is the, um, this is the medieval version of like the Western, like pop, 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 just, yep. you know, just mowing them all down. Which is, is pretty is... badass. That, that's actually, I mean, Hunter is way cooler. <laughs> oh, Hunter, so much Hell cooler. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it says you must have ammunition for each target, which I don't count ammo. I don't, I, I really, I really don't think any DM counts ammo. No, I feel. <laughs> Man, I feel like a, sh- a short adventure where you keep track of all that kind of stuff would be very interesting. That I, would be. That I, would be I, I don't think it'll be enjoyable. <laughs> that would be something if you're like running like a Last of Us inspired like yeah. campaign where it's no, you have to keep track of how much food you have. You have to keep track of how much like, you know right. what I'm saying? Hey, so. some people love some people love that. I mean, I love video games that are like that. But, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to anyone but on, a, on a tabletop, I don't know if I will enjoy it. I don't think so, personally. But 
to I each, wouldn't, to each their own, you know. I wouldn't enjoy it in the long run, you right? Know? Like probably right. for like a three, four session adventure or something like that. Yeah, or or like a very specific uh, moment on a on a campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. So so, th- so then we have whirlwind attack, which is <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just get yourself surrounded, man. <laughs> yeah, just this is this is essentially throw yourself in the mosh. Yep. yep. Because you can attack any number of creatures within five feet of you. Yes. Same as a volley, but within five feet using your swords. Ooh. So, so that plus horde breaker. I, to be perfectly honest with you, that means you're like you're never gonna stop attacking. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, it's, this this is like giving the fighter a run for its money. <laughs> yes. Oh man, now now I kind of want to run one of these. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. A ranger isn't actually a good class. You just kind of have to get into it and like parse out. You you, you have to take out the bad parts. And, right. You know, like no ranger is by no means a bad class. Uh, it, you know, it's just. Mm. And then, well, we'll we'll, and, we'll get into the reason why it's a bad class here yeah. in a little bit. <laughs> but then, but then, like if you know, after you get your multi attack, you get superior hunter defense. Oh, which you on. get to pick from. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I mean, I was also going to say the multi attack thing comes at eleventh level. Yeah. So that's so well. It, it the only bad thing about it is that you're if you're playing a uh, Wizards of the Coast campaign, you're probably mm. not going to probably not going to see that unless the DM is like really generous with the levels. Yeah. Well, so the, at, at 15 level, you get superior hunter's defense. So you get to pick from evasion, stand against the tide, and uncanny dodge. Which I mean, we we all know what uncanny dodge does. You can use your reaction to force that creature to repeat the same attack against another creature of your choice. What? Yeah. So if the creature is attacking, uh, if the if the creature attacks you, and the creature just happens to be standing within range of another one of his friends can make an attack it's oh so okay so, I, so I see that i see that's reflecting a second hit yeah like deflecting the blow okay yeah yeah that that being said i would definitely go with evasion oh dude evasion <laughs> is just beautiful, beautiful. evasion is broken <laughs> it's, especially especially if you're going with the dex based ranger yeah Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, and uncanny. You know, it's so weird that uncanny dodge is in here because it's such compared to the other two. I don't think uncanny dodge is that great, especially nah, dude, evasion all the way. Yeah, especially because, like, I mean, because evasion and uncanny dodge are both in the rogue class, but as a rogue, you get uncanny dodge at like what fourth, fifth level? I think so. Yeah, but you got it early on. Yeah, but then you get evasion at seventh level, which is essentially the better uncanny dodge. So it it seems really weird that they would mix these two up with the ranger. That being said, the fact that the ranger can get these at all is <laughs> <it's> pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, evasion, one hundred percent evasion. Like I don't even have to think about it. And now we move on to the part, the the, the, the reason, the why. The ball and chain that dragged down this class. Yes. This, this is the iceberg that sunk the Ranger Titanic. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the way up to this point, it's not it's not a bad class at all. It's actually, oh. it's, it sounds like a really fun class. All the way up to this point, it's been nothing but hype. 
Like yeah. it's like it's like, uh, you know, this might not be super useful, but holy shit, you get whirlwind attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then we move forward to the Beastmaster. Otherwise known as the babysitter. Womp womp. Yeah. If you ever wanted to play like you're Steve from Stranger Things looking after four <laughs> kids, this is the subclass for you. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the adventures in babysitting. The thing is that, okay, so let's just jump right into it. The whole point why people pick this specific one is because you get to have a pet. But yeah. your pet has to be a rating of one-fourth or lower. Medium. It can't even be like a large creature. Well, it's, okay, hold on. Before, before we even go into the nitty-gritty, before we even get into the nitty-gritty details of it, just... If you if you ask anybody, hey, do you want to be a hunter ranger or a beastmaster ranger? The beastmaster sounds cooler because yeah. that immediately to me that immediately comes up with an idea that I am a ranger that has like the cloak of elven kind. Dude, badass like, man. Yeah, and I and I have like a bow at the ready, and I can see like the arrows already knocked back, and there's like a wolf or like a panther or something like leaping in the combat. And you're like, yeah, that's awesome. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So this is one of those things where it's Ranger's Companion. At third level, you get a companion that you can choose alongside you. You get to choose a beast that's no lar- no larger than medium. That's already off to kind of a bad start. And has a yep. challenge rating of one quarter or lower. Which, yep. when, I, when I saw that, I'm like... Um. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not a lot. I mean, there's a lot to pick from. But there's like, they, they won't do anything. Especially at third level, like what the hell? Right. And it's you know, and the thing about it is is that okay, let's make one thing clear. Familiars and 5e aren't that much better. Right. You know, they don't get to level up, they don't get the blah blah blah. But there is one one huge thing that a familiar gets to do that a beast a ranger's companion doesn't. And that is if you have a familiar that let's say it's like a raven or something. You can use that raven to cast a spell that you, you know, that's within their range. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point of a familiar. So if your raven's like 120 feet away, they can cast whatever that you need to because you can't reach that point. Yeah. Ranger's companion, don't get that. Yeah, man. But like the ranger, like the more, the more I read about it, like the, 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 the least appealing it sounds like for starters. Well, one thing I noticed is because I never played the ranger, I always had other people play it. But you're, 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 I'm sorry, not the ranger, the beastmaster. Um, your creature does get health and an AC boost. I didn't know that. It's a slight health and AC boost. Right. It's only useful up to a point. Like once you're like level 10, then it's 10 times four, which even then is like 40. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then AC is just, <sighs> but here's the thing. I, and I think I was running it uh, wrong when I was when I was uh, when I had a, a beastmaster in my in my group. You don't get to attack and move your companion. Your action is telling your companion to move, or your your yeah, I guess it's called a companion. What the crap? Oh wow, yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah, I was reading. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, like you. Attack, attack, dash, disengage, dodge, or help. That's your, that, that's an action. That? Uh, yeah. 
And then, and then, and then you go to obsessional training, which you get at level seven. And all it says is at level seven, mind on any of your turns, when your beast companion doesn't attack, you can use a bonus action to command the beast to take the dash, disengage, dodge, or, or help action that turn. You could. Wow. At wow. level seven, that's like a thing you get at level seven. That should have been, that should have been already in the ranger's companion. Man, it's just, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that, that's something like, if I was playing a Beastmaster, I'd be super pissed. <laughs> no, like, like, I, I, like, like, I really would be, because it's like, everyone else is like, oh yeah, level seven, I get, like, the fighters, like, I get to attack for a 16th time, or like, get, the bar, or like, the Barbarian gets extra this, and like, I get the ability to use a bonus action to tell my animal to disengage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and like the next thing you get is uh, bi- bi- bestial fury, which you, you essentially either if your if your companion in the stat block has a multi attack, you get to use the multi attack. Because guess what? This whole time you couldn't use the multi attack. Nope, multi attack goes away. Yeah, you only have like the regular attack. So you 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 get the ability to use that or just attack twice if it doesn't have it. At level eleven. Yeah. Yay! Which level eleven? Okay, okay, hold on. Let's let me go back into the back of the book where it has where the the animal companions are available, kind of a thing. Oh, I I, I was going to say lion, but that's a large creature. Can't use that. Nope. <laughs> okay, let's just say the black bear. It's a medium beast. For some reason, it's a medium beast. Yeah, it's weird. It gets multi-attack. Okay, so at level 11, you get to do a whopping 1d6 plus 2, and then a 2d4 plus 2. Why? At, le- at level at 11. At level 11. This is like a BB gun. Yep. And I always, I always feel bad when people, like, choose the Beastmaster without knowing. <laughs> like, oh, no, sweetie, don't. <laughs> Oh, dude. And then, then and then, you are and then, expected in Storm King's Thunder to fight a blue dragon. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is 2d4 plus 2 going to do? At level 11. Because I think I think that adventure capped out at level 11. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say, you didn't hear any of that, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I did. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think uh, at level 11, Hello? it capped. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. Did you did you hear anything what I just said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, okay, yeah, okay. You, you fight a blue dragon at level eleven with your bear that only does one d six damage. Yeah, whoop de doo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I completely understand the pain now. And this then you is- have, and then and then and then at level fifteen, what is the crazy ability that you get? Share spells. So if you target yourself with a spell like healing or whatever, your companion also gets healed. That's something that, like, it's useful at level four. It's useful, but your spells are going to be so much weaker by comparison to any spellcaster at level fifteen. Yeah, you know Dude, that's when I read when I read the part that you cannot attack, attack and and move, like your action, like as your action, your 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 ranger's action is either to attack and do the most damage because let's be honest rangers is going to do the most damage mm-hmm. or have your companion move or, or or attack or whatever 
what? I, I, you, you, your your companion just becomes useless straight away, really. Yeah, and that's one of the things. It's like remember, remember what we said in the last episode. By level five, your companion is no longer useful. Like by by level, probably by level three, your companion is more of a burden at that point. Yeah, I, I, I truthfully don't know what they were thinking. Well, I mean, if you really want me to, I can go into the UA and tell you just how much better it is for a Beastmaster. I mean, you know you really what? Fuck it, do it. I'm so angry I, right now. <laughs> okay, so so Animal Companion at third level uh, with eight hours of work and 50 gold, which is normal, which was what it says in the PHP, you get one of the following animals. An ape, black bear, boar, giant badger, giant weasel, mule, panther, or wolf. Some of those are obviously more comical than the others, but there's a lot more useful useful animals in there and some cooler ones. <laughs> However, your DM might pick one of these animals for you, blah, blah, blah. At the, at the end of the eight, eighth hour, your animal companions appear and gains all the benefits from your companion's bond ability. You can have only one animal companion at a time. If your animal dies, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, so your companion's bond. The, your animal companion gains a variety of benefits while it's linked to you. Unfortunately, it loses its multi-attack. That's okay, because it, it makes up for it later. The companion obeys your commands. When using a natural explorer, you move at a normal pace. Let's see. Da, da, da. Your animal companion has abilities and game statistics determined in part by your level. Your companion uses your proficiency bonus rather than its own. In addition oh. to areas where it normally uses proficiency bonus, an animal companion adds its proficiency bonus to its AC and its damage rolls. It's already better, right? Yeah, exactly. Immediately, that's that's a lot better. Your animal companion gains proficiency in two skills of its choice. It also becomes proficient with all saving throws. For each level you gain after third, your animal companion gains an additional hit die and increases its hit points accordingly. Your animal gets to oh level up. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> now, they could have just stopped right there. Because yeah. that's, all, that's all they had to do. That's all like, they needed, really, to make the, the original one bearable. <laughs> Bear. So, however... Whenever you gain an ability score improvement class feature, your companion's abilities also improve. Yeah, companion can increase one ability score of your choice by two or one by... And yeah, increase one by two or two by one. As normal, your companion can increase an ability score above 20. Your companion also shares flaws and alignment, uh, <laughs> but, which is kind of cool. Um, it's but a player. Right. So then at fifth level... Whenever you make an attack, if, and if your animal companion can see you, if you make an attack, your animal uses its reaction to make an attack. So it's essentially two attacks. Yeah. At level seven, uh, your 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 beast companion, if it can see you, has advantage on all saving throws. Awesome. At and level I've... eleven, your companion can use its multi-attack feature. Um, and then, and and here's the best part: at level fifteen. Whenever attacker that your companion can see you hits it with an attack, you can use his reaction to have the attack's damage against it. So, oh, no. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh. Storm of Claws and Fangs. Sorry, I, I messed that one up. At level 11, your companion can use his attack to make a, a melee attack against each creature within five feet of it. Damn. So it's essentially the whirlwind attack for your animal companion. That's badass. I mean, that's, this is how you this, fix this class. <laughs> it starts to sound a little OP, <laughs> but it's still pretty cool. It deserves it after all this shit it got. I am here. Why don't you listen to me? No, what'd you say? What'd you say? I, I said, I forgot. <laughs> I said uh, that it's starting to sound a little too OP, but that's okay because it deserves it for all the shit that it got. 
Well, I mean, well, okay. So it, it is a little too OP, but there is one big difference. There's one huge difference. If you're the Beastmaster, if you're the UA Ranger and you're, you choose the Beastmaster, you don't get a second attack at fifth level or seventh ah. level. Yeah. But you, have, so, but you have your companion though. Right. Exactly. So it's your second attack. Right. Yeah, that's know. fine. I'll yeah, take that. So, yeah. So that, that is a, a completely better trade off. I mean, it's just it, this. Because it, it makes your companion, it makes your companion worth it. Like that's why people want to play the Beastmaster, not to just have it stand around. Right. And, you know, I, can't, and, I, I, I can't tell you how many times like Heather like will send uh, uh, Murdermans to like attack anything, and mm-hmm. it'll oh sorry it didn't hit, or yeah, like oh it. sorry it got hit and it's now like you know squealing in pain. Like it was essentially useful. I mean useless. Yeah. The whole time. And, yeah. and and the thing about it is, is that it. What's really funny is that I I just did a quick scan over the um, the hunter and the UA ranger. It's untouched. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but but no, but like but like the beastmaster. It's like that makes it so much more useful. Just leveling up your like you you didn't have to do the storm of claws and fangs. Yeah. Like just just the fact that you can level it up and give it an ability score improvement is so much better. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why they released that. I mean, so it kind of it, it kind of feels like it kind of feels like it was like one of the first classes they like build up, and, and then they're like, oh, we'll come back to it, and they never come back to get back to that, it. That honestly is what it feels like. You're like, oh, like like someone had like a sticky note, like oh, we'll tweak this later, and then later just never happened. And yep, they're like, yeah, yeah. They're like, shit, we gotta ship it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's exactly what I imagined too. All right, all right, all right. Well, enough negativity. We we already talked about the Beastmaster. We know that it's shit in the PHP, and now you went over the uh, UA, and it's like one hundred times better. Like if you're gonna do Beastmaster, you just do a Northern Canada all that, the way. I, I mean that that to me that slingshots <laughs> the Beastmaster Ranger like far better, almost far better to me than the Hunter Ranger. Yeah, like and you know what? And, and you know what's the best part though? about this whole thing is that I feel like Wizards was like, man, we really fucked up with this. And then they, they came to, and then they came to like Sanathars, they released it and they put three new archetypes that are actually very exciting. All right. So lay it on me. Let's, let, let's see how, <laughs> what, let's look at the apology tour. That is the Xanathar's <laughs> guide. Okay. For starters, the gloom stalker. It yep. is, it is, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read the little intro. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Gloomstalker at at home in the dark in dark places, deep under the earth, in gloomy alleyways, in primal forests, and wherever else the light is dim. Most folks enter such places with trepidation, but a gloomstalker ventures boldly into the darkness, seeking to ambush threats before they can reach the broader world. Such rangers are often found in the underdark, where they will go any place where evil lurks in the shadows. That already sounds bad as hell. Yeah, this is this sounds like like Batman took a couple of levels in Ranger. <laughs> and then you get three different things at level three. Wow. Well, <laughs> well you do. I mean, for for starters, you get Gloomstalker magic, which mm-hmm. at third at third level you get this guy's self. How useful is that at third level? Okay, so immediately right away, just from just from like a quick look at that the Gloomstalker spells, this looks like they're trying to go for a stealth based ranger. Yeah, 
Exactly. Like, like a rogue slash ranger thing, which I'm totally for. That's that's super cool. I'm okay with that. So do you remember, are you looking at the Senator's Guide? Mm-hmm. Yep, I have it open here. Oh, wait, I just got to brush away the cobweb. Hold on. Okay, what's up? <laughs> Did you read the little note from the senator? Like, so, so, so you sneak around in the dark? You you know most everything but humans can't see in the dark, right? We all we all see you. Tiptoeing doesn't turn you invisible. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. As, yeah, as, no. some, as someone who's like the majority of my characters are human, I, I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get a, you know, goggles of owl night or whatever the fuck those are called. Uh, yeah, but no, it, yeah, exactly. You get already at level three, start up this guy's self, which, fuck, dude, you're sneaking around into a cave of gnolls or whatever and boom, just turn into a freaking, uh, a, a, a good looking gnoll, I guess, that doesn't stink. This but, is, I, I, I can see this actually being really useful for like a, um, like a crime gang and mm-hmm. Waterdeep, you mm-hmm. know? Well, well, not, like so much that, not so much that, just getting through anything, really. It could be very useful. <laughs> this is the sniper. <laughs> you know? Okay, yeah. so Dread Ambusher is pretty awesome. So, yeah. so you, one, you add your wisdom modifier to your initiative rolls. Yep. Cool. At your first, on your first turn of combat, you get an additional 10 feet, and then on top of that, you also get a bonus weapon attack. 1-8-1-D-8 damage. Yeah, and if it hits, it does an additional one d eight damage. So this is one yep. of the things. This is this is essentially the ranger version of the assassination, where you're supposed to just kill this guy right now, right away. Yep. Yeah, he does not get a turn. There is no second round for this dude. Yeah. Now, does the does the one d eight take? Uh, does that happen every turn, or is it just the first time? It's just the first turn. This oh, is okay. all. All this stuff is the first turn. You get the 10, 10 extra feet, the extra damage, and the extra attack. That's fine. I can see this as the party like stumbles upon like the vault of some dwarf or whatever. And then like the evil dwarf that we're trying to sneak around kind of like sees them and it starts running away. And this is like, nah, nah, nah. And it just <laughs> bolts it. Yeah. This is the one shot, one kill. Yeah. Or like the guard saw you and it's going to activate the uh, the alarm and it just, boom. nope. Yeah. And we, we need to take this dude out now. Like I can yeah. see this. I can see this working alongside with the assassin rogue. To like yeah. taking out the guards and stuff like that, yeah. Um, and then you and then, get humble, and then you get humble yeah. sight. Yeah, dark vision. Which if you already have, if you already have dark vision, which let's be honest, most everybody has dark vision already, except for humans. Uh, and it is increased by thirty feet. And then so, so, you're invisible to any creature that relies on dark vision. So you essentially become Sam Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like this, no, that's exactly what this is. This is, this is, this is, this is like a spy, like a spy assassin kind of a thing. Yeah. And if the creature only sees with dark vision, he cannot see you. How crazy is that? So, this is one of those things that's like a lot of this might not come into play, but when it does come into play, you are like like the master at this scenario. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yep. And then after that, this is what I'm oh. saying. You're like, you're like, no, no, no. Let me handle this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been preparing for this my whole life. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is just that third level. This is, exactly. You get those three things at third level. Like, you're, you just become a freaking, yeah, a Sam Fisher. That's it. Oh, no, this is making me want to play a Ranger now, and I hate it. <laughs> I told you, man. The more I read about it, I was like, man, Rangers are badass as hell if you don't go by the, uh, you know, the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you get Iron Mind, which you get uh, 
Ah, you get saving. I'm sorry, proficiency in wisdom saving throws. Uh, but if you already have wisdom saving throw, um, you can pick we, uh, either intelligence or, or charisma. So, so that's, that's pretty nifty. You can get an, an extra. So uh, it's so it's an, essentially if you're really smart with your stats and picking out your backgrounds, you can have a saving throw to almost every spell. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. except except for one, because you only can, you can only pick either wisdom, intelligence, or charisma. So there is going to be one that you are going to be lacking in. However, charisma saving throws don't really come into play that much. Nope. Nope. So, yeah, you could you could, Yeah, dude, that's that's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure somebody out there already min max it to have like almost every single saving throw. Oh, you know uh, for a fact there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you know for a fact there's somebody out there who's like I have all the saving throws. <laughs> And then he rolls really bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not going to save you from that one, fucker. <laughs> and then, uh, let me see, level 11, you get Stalker's Fury, which mm-hmm. all it is essentially is, uh, oh, you missed. Nope. No, I didn't. Attack again. Yeah. This is, this is the War Cleric's, um, like, div- divine favor thing where where it adds, like, that plus 10 to the attack. It's like, nope, nope, he misses. I mean, no, he hits. Like, it connects. So, I mean, it's not like that, but you do get another chance. So, yeah. Um, and then after that, you get a shadowy dodge, which all it is is you can just impose disadvantage on an attack before you know the outcome. So why wouldn't you just do that all the time? Just no, every attack has this. Nope. <laughs> I mean, at level 15, I think you can. Let me see. Roll against you doesn't have advantage and roll. You can use your reaction to impose disadvantage. Blah, blah, blah. You must use this feature before you know the outcome. Yeah, you can use it. Almost every attack. <laughs> so every attack has disadvantage on you. I just imagine this- like 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 dodging and like weaving between like crates <laughs> but he's like really bad at it. <laughs> you see like you see like his hat is gonna be in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Like crunk from from Empress your group. But it worked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's rolling that. he's rolling natural twenties on all of his throws. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, and so that's I think that's one of my favorite ones from the Senators, just because it just sounds so cool. Now, Which so- by the way, Aaron is playing as Gloom Walker and she just got to level three. Uh in <laughs> So so she's capped. She yeah. she has everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's at the backseat, so you can only imagine like how well, that I mean, gonna go. Oh Jesus. Oh god, that 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 <laughs> Oh gosh, but no. But I mean, I mean, think about it. You get all this stuff. You get all this neat stuff, and then on top of that, you get the spells. Yep. So oh, yeah. yeah. So this is this is essentially. I wouldn't say this is the best stealth class, but I would definitely put it probably on par, like just it's, below. It's like, definitely a. It's definitely a fun one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is. This has its. This has its space, and it. Yeah, you're right. It's super fun, and I, yeah. I want to play it now. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh from the shadowy places we move into the horizon walker okay do you, so. do you want do you want to read the intro paragraph yes i do do, it. <laughs> do you want me to do the crisp and wild voice <laughs> no <Okay. laughs> walkers go- no <laughs> horizon walkers guard the world against threats that originate from other worlds or seek to ravage the moral realm with other otherworldly magic 
They seek out planar portals and keep watch over them, venturing to the inner planes and the outer planes as needed to pursue their foes. These rangers are also friends to any forces in the multiverse, especially benevolent dragons, phase or elementals, that work to preserve life and order the planes. To me, this is the... Come on, Morty. 20 minutes. In and out. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. 20 minute adventure. Come on. In and out. We'll be back. <laughs> just shoot the portal gun. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. And, and just like the other one, you get three things at level three. Mm-hmm. You get Horizon Walker Magic, which you get at level three, you get protection from evil and good. Which is a which- really good spell. Which, by the way, I always want to say protection from good and evil. I don't know if it's actually protection from evil and good. I, I think that's what it was originally. Oh, really? Because I, I always, always want to say protection from good and evil myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you get Misty Step, which is badass. Then Haste at level 9. Then at 13, Banishment. And then at 17, you get Teleportation Circle. Hold on. Let's not sleep on Haste. <laughs> <laughs> haste is incredibly useful. Yes. Haste, haste can like if I'm a DM and I see someone casting haste, that's gonna ruin my fucking day <laughs> <laughs> for, for the best reasons. But I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> that's just what it says. Like, okay, well, <laughs> this was supposed to be a hard fight. It was. That's the yeah. keyword. <laughs> so I can protection from evil and good is a really awesome spell because that's that's that spell that Rictavia likes to use that's not the sword spell <laughs> which is no every every creature of this type gets disadvantage on everything against you so really useful especially at third level so then also at third level you get detect portal which means yes. you can magically sense where a portal is and in the, in the direction of it within one mile of you yeah that's one of the things like as a player you don't think it's very useful but <laughs> The DM is just sweaty. <laughs> yeah, no, because because the thing about it is, is that it says in the DM, if if anybody opens up the DM's guide, it says that planar portals can be literally anywhere. Yep, and and it's like and and by that I don't mean like you step into a puddle and you enter the plane of water, but it could be <laughs> something that's like oh the Feywild, like a, a portal into the Feywild could be the crook of a tree or yeah. the portal yeah. to the Shadowfell could be like. A, a hole in the ground or something like that. Like that's th- those two in particular, Shadowfell and Feywild, because they're essentially the mirror versions of this, of like the material realm. The upside like down. Yeah. It's, it's like the upside down or it's like the Candyland version. Of the material <laughs> realm. Like, like it's like, it's the two opposites. Right. So, right, right. so, so if you're one of those DMs, that's just like, Fuck it. Let's just throw things at the wall and see. What's oh, my like. God. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really could. You you, you really could be like, go, step into a forest. I detect portal. And your DM's like, yep, there's one right there because I rolled really good on my percentile dice or nice. something like that, you know? Yeah. So, and, then, and, then, and then right at their level as well, you get the, the planar warrior. Let's What's see. What's color? As a bonus action, choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. The next time you hit that creature with a weapon attack, all damage dealt by that attack does force damage. Yeah. And, and the creature can take an 1d8 extra force damage when you but, reach a level 11. The extra... Okay, so... so but my that, fa- my fa- wait, but my favorite part is the actual flavor. You learn to draw on the energy of the multiverse to augment your attacks. <laughs> I have the power! I have the power! <laughs> <laughs> And that's one of those things, like, a lot, this is, 
this is another thing where people are like, oh, okay, so I just do force damage. Not a lot of enemies are resistant to force damage. Right, right. It's different right. from like, because I, I guess a lot of people think force as in this just force, like slash and bludgeoning is force damage. But no, force damage is an actual separate this type of damage. <laughs> this this is one of those things where it's like if you're fighting, okay, you're fighting a bunch of werewolves. Werewolves are invulnerable to normal damage from non-silvered weapons. Okay. Like they cannot take damage from non-silver weapons. So right. so so that means they you can only use magic. Yeah, that's it. You can only use magic. Yep. <laughs> and, and at level eleven you get two D8s. Yeah. So essentially you have a magic weapon at level three as a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's really good. That's actually very good for a level yep. three. So you can't walk to the horizon because it keeps on getting farther away. Boom. Did I just blow your mind? I did. Didn't I? You can't can't walk to the horizon because the sun never sets on the British empire. Play the, uh, (laughs) play the, uh, play hail. Hold on. Wait, hold on. That's a bonus action. Choose on creature. And you know what? And the thing about it is, it never says you have you have to wait for a long rest or a short rest right. to use this. So why aren't you using this at all times? This Every is time. Same, this is essentially a free hunter's mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Think about it. Oh, oh my God! No, I'm not, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to play a ranger, Andrew. You don't want to play a ranger. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Have you seen the the meme of like evil Kermit? <laughs> yeah. the, do it. <laughs> No, ranch, rangers are bad. Rangers. That's, what the, that's what pop culture tells us. That rangers Ranger, are bad. Rangers are bad. <laughs> okay, if rangers, if, rangers, if rangers are so bad, how about the next one? Ethereal step. As a bonus action, you can cast etherealness without using a spell slot. As a bonus action, man. Just can you just imagine just like just like going into a fight, popping someone just like nope, snap your fingers. No, 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 no. I'm not snapping my fingers. I have a portal gun from uh from Rick and Morty made of wood. <laughs> and I just stepped through portals that way. That plus misty step makes fighting a horizon walker ranger just completely unfair. Oh yeah. Oh yeah! Oh wait, wait, wait! But if you get to level eleven and you haven't died yet, how about some distant strike? Okay, at level eleven, you gain the ability to pass between planes in the blink of an eye. <laughs> when you take the attack, keep reading. You can teleport up to ten feet before each attack to an unoccupied space. You can see if you can attack at least two different creatures with the action. You make one additional attack against a third. You become fucking Nightwalker, yeah, or Nightcrawler from Nightcrawler. X-Men. You don't, you don't stop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no! You know what this is? This is that scene in uh, Infinity War where where Spider Man's popping out of the portals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like magic, magic kick, magic, magic punch, another magic I mean, punch. And that's a, and that's a, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a level eleven spell. Like at level eleven, you're still not. I mean, you're, you're pretty strong. You have a lot of abilities, but you're not still a god. You know, like. So this is this is this is so badass, especially well, okay. if, especially if the enemies are lined up specifically and like within ten feet of each other, like just just precisely. Yeah. Just like let's ooh. let's let's really break this down because okay, so you make an attack. No, 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 seriously, you make an attack and then you teleport. Teleport means you no one gets an attack of opportunity mm-hmm. against you. 
So then you make another attack, and then you can teleport again and make a third attack against the creature. Yep. So that that's really good. Yeah, <laughs> and not then, only do you attack three different creatures, you can also get away from danger. By using your ethereal step. <laughs> not even using your movement. Yeah, no, you just not. What is movement? <laughs> <laughs> and then you get there and then you can like run away 30, 30 more feet. Movement <laughs> movement for a horizon walker is it is it's the ground underneath you moves. <laughs> not, not the other way around. Walk, if you're walking if you're walking as a as a horizon walker, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're not using your class to your optimal potential. <laughs> yeah, walking's beneath you. <laughs> and then and then at level 15, you get a spectral defense. Okay. Your ability to move between planes enables you to slip through the planar boundaries to lessen the harm done to you during battle. When you take damage from an attack, you can use your reaction and give yourself resistance to all that attack's damage on this turn. That's pretty handy. Yeah. It's, not, it's not as grandiose as Distance Strike or Ethereal Step, but I'm pretty sure Wizards of the Coast at that point is like, okay, we need to backpedal a bit. <laughs> You need to rein it in. (laughs) (laughs) However, this is super useful if you're fighting like a dragon and it does its breath attack on you and just like, nope, I'm going to just take resistance to this. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, especially especially the dragon rolled kind of low or, you know, or think about it. Dragon uses its, its, its breath attack. You made your deck save, so already the damage is half. You use your spectral defense, so so that damage is quartered. Bam. So, yeah, so that's actually pretty useful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. So how do you feel about this uh, apology tour? Uh, so we are two out of three so far, man. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> they, man, they... <laughs> Some of that Wizards of the Coast is like, all right, we have to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they called it like the big guns to fix, <laughs> to fix the Ranger. All right. All right. All right. So last but not least, the Monster Slayer. Right. You want to read that yeah. flavor text? Yeah. <clears throat> you have dedicated yourself to hunting down creatures of the night and wielders of grim magic. A Monster Slayer seeks out vampires, dragons, evil fae, fiends, and other magical threats. Trained in supernatural techniques to overcome such monsters, slayers are experts at unearthing and defeating mighty mystical foes. And once again, you get three abilities at level three. Well, the first thing is just it's just the, the monster slayer spells, which from level three to 17th, so level, uh, level three, you get protection from evil and good. Again, we established a pretty good spell. Yep. Uh, fifth level, you get zone of truth. Which, you know, if you're if you gotta dedicate to asking questions, it's pretty cool. A ninth level, you get magic circle. Really good, really yeah. good spell. A thirteenth level, banishment. Uh, another good one. And a seventeen whole monster. Which I mean, awesome. <laughs> if you're a monster slayer, like, that sounds like the perfect spell to have. So I can already see this being super useful and probably curse of Strahd. It's essentially a different flavor of the blood hunter. Essentially, this is this is this is the official blood hunter. (laughs) This is this is the hunter subclass, but geared just towards monsters. Yes, yes. You're not here to make friends with monsters. I mean, with creatures. You're here to kill them. Yeah. So, all right. So, hunter sense at third level, you gain the ability to fear a creature and magically discern how best to hurt it. 
All right. <laughs> As an action, you can choose one creature you see within 60 feet of you. You immediately learn whether the creature has any damage immunities, resistance, or vulnerabilities. That's and, amazing. And, uh, uh, hold, not, hold it. It, yeah, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't end there. And know, what they are. Yeah. If the creature is hidden from divination magic, you can sense it has no damage immunities, resistance, or vulnerabilities. <laughs> you can use this feature a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier. Okay. You you regain all expended uses at, and when you finish a long rest. That is that is essentially what is it? That's like the Terminator like <laughs> thing where you just like zone in and you just like I immediately know what that dude's up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you have Slayer Spray, was at third level. Oh, by the way, again, all of these are at third level. I just love that you get three things at third level. Mm-hmm. And starting at third level, you can focus your ire on one foe, increasing the harm you inflict on it. So you get an, an extra, essentially, uh, 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 1d6 damage from the weapon that you attacked. Okay. So this is like a, like a Hunter's Mark, but it's called, it's called Slayer Spray. But remember, because uh, the Monster Slayer, keep an eye, well, as we go down, just remember Slayer Prey. It's 1d6, okay. it's, it's an extra 1d6 damage for okay. now. Okay, and, so not as good as Planner Warrior, but, well, you know, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, keep in mind Slayer Spray. Okay. So, and supernatural defense at seven level. At seven level. Okay, seventh level. You gain extra resilience against your prey's assault on your mind and body. Whenever the target of your slayer's prey forces you to make a saving throw, or whenever you make an ability check to escape that target's grapple, add one d six to your roll. Oh, Remember, okay. This is the same creature from earlier. Your slayer's prey. So your prey. Okay. And now eleventh hmm. level, you get magic user. Mag- I'm sorry, magic user's nemesis. And I love this because it's essentially <laughs> if somebody's targeting an, uh, one of your friends with magic spells, you slap them in the wrist. No. Yeah, stop that. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, okay. You get the ability to swore someone else's magic. When you, when, I, when you see a creature casting a spell or teleporting within 60 feet of you, you can use a reaction to try and magically foil it. The creature must succeed on a wisdom saving throw against your spell saving throw or its spells... Or teleport, oh, what? Or it spells and teleport fails and it's wasted. So they waste that spell slot. So this is essentially a, does it say, hold on, hold on. When you see creature, you can use a reaction. So this is essentially a sort of a weird free counter spell, mm-hmm. which is nothing to scoff at. Counter spells are a really good spell. Again, I just imagine it slapping the wrist. No. <laughs> Just just walk up to the wizard and like just like pop him quick on the like stop that. Stop that right now. Right, that's exactly what I imagined. Uh, and then at 15th level you get Slayer's counter. Okay. At 15th level you gain the ability to counterattack when your prey tries to sabotage you. Your prey. I'm sorry. If the target of your Slayer's Prey forces you to make a saving throw, you can use a reaction to make one weapon attack against the quarry. You make this attack immediately before making the saving throw. If your attack hits, your save automatically succeeds in addition to the attack's normal effects. That's awesome. <laughs> I just imagine, for that one, I just imagine, like, Parry like this, this enemy. casual. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's pretty funny. No, I just imagine, uh, you watch The Witcher, right? When mm-hmm. <laughs> when Geralt calls uh, Dandelion over and just hits him. And then... <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just the wizard's gonna cast off his hideous laughter. I'm gonna stab him. What? I'm gonna I'm gonna stab him. 
here's here's my fucking saving throw you just jab (laughs) (laughs) okay so so essentially the monster slayer is the hunter but more honed down like you pick one fucker in the field and that's it that guy's done (laughs) yeah that one this one this one's mine like do not touch him (laughs) yeah which is cool. I mean, you know, pick the biggest batter do and you you're going to have a good fight. Ugh. So, so Monster Slayer not quite as great as Gloomstalker or Horizon Walker. However, a lot better than than what's in the PHB. Oh, dude, yeah, they they killed it with the Senator's guide uh extra subclasses. If I oh. if I if I honestly had to pick one, I would probably go with Horizon Walker. That's just it's just too good to pass up. Same, dude. Horizon yeah. Walker, it's so bomb. Beast, Beastmaster. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> well, well, you ate Gloom, Gloomstalker. Gloomstalker is it's also pretty good, too. Yeah, uh, Gloomstalker is probably a close second. I would yeah, probably, Mark. if I had to rank them, like Horizon Walker first, Gloomstalker second. I would honestly say Hunter's better than Monster Slayer to me. Like, just personally. Yeah, because you can, you can do, uh, it's not so once, just, just one enemy. You know, yeah, you, it's not so specific and focused. You can spread it out. But then Monster Slayer, and then UA Beastmaster. <laughs> I'm not we, even including PHB Beastmaster. <laughs> no, you play is trash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So, Andrew, how do you feel about the Ranger now? This completely turned me around on it. I'm talking like 100% turned me around on it. Like, like it's... Well, I mean, you saw that little crisis I had. <laughs> where it's like, no, no, I don't oh, want to play I'm- I'm expecting I'm expecting a message earlier. I mean, later this week for of you just texting me another character. <laughs> oh, I probably will. Specifically a ranger. <laughs> Specifically a Horizon Walker ranger. <laughs> oh yeah, that Horizon Walker ranger. I can't say no to that now. I was I was reading because you know I was doing my little research for this and I was reading through it. And I'm like, man, this sounds this actually sounds very 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 engaging, and mm-hmm. like they 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 brought their game their A game and <clears throat> they killed it and. <laughs> the poor ranger deserves it because it gets so much shit and mm-hmm. even me who came in late to the game like i still understood like you know the pain that people were like talking about horizon walker man <laughs> that made well, up for it. well i mean that that's definitely one of those things where it's it's became it, it's become a meme like it actually yeah. has become like a meme like ranger bad yeah <laughs> you know and it's it, it's a real shame because it's one of the things that's like even if you play the PHB Ranger, as long as you're smart, it's not going to be awful. You yeah, know? no, for sure. So, for sure. But it's so, still, it's still, it still wasn't as shiny and as cool as the, uh, as the other classes in the PHB. No, yeah. no, the, the other, the other classes definitely like, like did way better than the Ranger did, but holy crap. Now this is. Yeah, for sure. Oh boy. <laughs> so. so that's all the time we have for you guys today. Thank you for joining us again at another episode of a talk of opportunity i hope you learned a little bit more about the ranger because we surely did so, so now i have six characters for happiness <laughs> i'm just gonna run the game and you're gonna run all the characters That's <laughs> it's just gonna be it's gonna be with like with like a bunch of like mustaches and stuff like that like taking them off and whatnot and the hat and like yeah, yeah exactly and a yeah. wig uh but thank you for joining us and stay tuned. We're going to be releasing uh, episodes more often, uh, going over each class and their subclasses. Um, if you want to listen more to more episodes, 
Make sure to follow us on whatever you listen to podcast. Apple iTunes, iTunes Spotify, iTunes, all the things. Um, also, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. Twitch. And if you have any comments on the Ranger, if you are a diehard PHB uh, Beastmaster original uh, uh, hardcore fan and you want to tell us that we're wrong, go ahead. We would like to hear from you guys. The one yeah. guy who likes the Beastmaster. There's d literally dozens of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, thank you for, for sticking along and uh, leave a comment and rate us. Tell us how we're doing, even if it's shit. We, we, we want to improve, I promise. <laughs> I, I, I really I really enjoy the constructive criticism. I actually don't. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read that crap. All right, you guys have a great rest of your week and uh, stay tuned for more. Yay! Bye!